Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today we are on our second week of our holiday spectacular. Cue the, the bells. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a really, really exciting one. This is my favorite holiday movie. Um, and it is, yeah, it's just the best. I'm super excited. We, today we are doing the 1954 classic White Christmas. 1954 White Christmas. Greatest of all yes. time. I'm a super huge fan of this one as well. Uh, mm-hmm. We always ask everybody listening in, if you have not found a reason to watch this movie, uh, please make this the reason that you do so. It's currently streaming right now on Netflix, so it's easy enough to find. Go grab yes. it there, watch it, uh, and then you can come back and join us for the conversation. So we'll give you a few seconds to go do that. And you're back. All right. Greatest of all time. And now we're all up to speed so we can start chatting about this movie. And of course, Mandy, you and I, we don't like to talk about these things by ourselves. We like to bring in someone else to sort of take sides or just give a, a unique uh, perspective on the film and of course we are very excited to welcome back we have returning guest uh miss ginger ambrosia is with us hello hi uh, hello. I, we, what, do we call you uh, grand rapids area comedian performer what a, where does it end icon legend that's it infamous uh <laughs> yeah yeah Act- activists well, yes yeah well, well welcome back ginger how uh, how are things how have you been uh, trying to survive, doing COVID in my in my uh, doing COVID, Jesus, doing drag. <laughs> I feel like COVID's COVID doing us. My, I get this it, it is doing us. <laughs> I know. I uh, oh my god. I mean, this is like the best time to be well Halloween, but this is also the best time to be a drag queen. So now I'm just like, <laughs> here's yeah. Yeah, for sure. A lot of times times to practice. (laughs) This time of year, there's like holiday parties and different things. (laughs) Yes, not now. I know. Uh, I actually, um, my two best friends, I watch their son when he gets out of school and they both have COVID right now and they live just down the street. So I'm like, yeah, and they're, they're doing okay. Um, but I just took them like chicken noodle soup and I'm sure it tastes awful, but they can't taste anyway. So I'm like, this is perfect. You're like, here's um, chicken noodle soup and it's just like water. Yeah. I, yeah. I promise. Yeah. I had, I, I had COVID. Did I tell you this? No. Yes. I got COVID in like October and oh it, luckily it was like right before I had to do a bunch of outdoor shows like the the time period that I had to stay inside. But mm-hmm. I was so frustrated because we've been taking it so seriously, you know, this whole time. Um, I work with people who are living with HIV. So that's like my job. So yeah. we've been taking it so seriously. And somehow my sister got sick, the first person to get sick. Um, but my partner and roommate were a little bit less like symptomatic. So they might have had it first. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... It is so stressful. You don't know where it's coming from or who it's going to, you know, it's just. Right, yeah. And with you working with people who are uh, compromised, I mean, that's part of the list of people who are, need to be really watchful for this sort of stuff. Right. So. Yes, it is wild. And then I was like, well, and I, got, I, I still actually <clears throat> feel like Adele, but I have, um, <laughs> I have like a scratchier, uh, even scratchier voice now, but like I have a little bit of a cough that's still left over from. Sure. October. So I'm like, wow. oh my God. 
so that back in sucks. so back when this all started in March, I'm convinced that I also had it in March undiagnosed, like prior to it becoming a so thing. So many people. I had a friend who got so sick in like January, mm-hmm. and they got deathly ill, like for real. And they were in the hospital, and they were there for a couple of days, and they just had like a viral respiratory infection, and they were like, "We don't know." And then all of a sudden, it was like COVID nineteen, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, yeah. I had a lingering cough, though, like that little mm-hmm. tiny just tickle cough thing for weeks after it, it finally went away. So look forward to that. So you got that going for you. Yikes. Exciting. But we are here, everybody, yeah. to discuss. Sorry, the, that was my fault. No, that is totally <laughs> fine. Another epidemic. <laughs> White Christmas. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We're in full swing of this one. Uh, we are locked down for Christmas. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so we always ask everybody who we have on the show, Ginger, how long had it been since you saw this movie before we made you watch it for the podcast? Are you asking me? Yes. Okay, my, uh, my computer's being <laughs> I This is the first time I'd ever seen it. Really? <gasps> okay. No way. Get some yes. hot takes. And at first I was just like, this is, I don't know. This is not. And then, you know, the dance numbers and the, the yep. costumes. I was like, wait, turn it up. So I, I have to say, uh, so when I was younger, I used to watch this movie often, very, very often. It was one of my dad's favorite movies of all time. And it was one of the ones that he and I could bond over. He uh, generally, we don't like similar ish movies, but this one, my dad, for whatever reason, is a large burly man who's into musicals and it, spilled over into my life as well i'm a huge fan of musicals and uh when we would um watch this movie together it just became like a a thing that happened you know throughout the year it didn't even have to be christmas time but i remember one time we were sitting down with my cousin to watch this movie and she said uh, we were like hey do you want to watch this with us and she started watching at the beginning and said uh you know what i don't like war movies and then just left the room and we're like, this is not a war movie. Like, just please stay here for a second. And then she's just like, nah, I, I don't want anything to do with this. And so now that had become a recurring joke since my childhood that this is a war movie. And if you don't like war movies, you're not into White Christmas. So. Oh, that's hilarious. 9-11, the musical. <laughs> I, think, I think it could work. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. Well, so now. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. No, I was going to say, since you were talking, you might as well ask you, when was the last time you watched it before oh, today? Oh, goodness. I have it on DVD somewhere in the pile, uh, and it would have been on that format. So it's probably been, I don't know, five years maybe. It's not one that I hit every single year, but I watched it so often as a child that I just don't need to watch it anymore, I think. Oh, it's my gosh. That, it's become that ingrained. But yeah, so Mandy, how about you? How long has it been? last christmas and probably like shortly after christmas okay. but i i don't just watch it once i usually watch it like three or four times i've actually watched it three times already and it's like the, what the fourth of december or whatever sure sure third of december yeah um but we i start watching it on thanksgiving that is a tradition with my dad um he would have the tree up and he'd cook thanksgiving dinner and then we would go and we would eat and then we would watch white christmas and decorate for christmas so yeah yeah love it i love this movie so i didn't watch it that much as a kid because i was Mm. like eh whatever this is like match you know like you there's no real bright colors (laughs) i was just like this kind of whatevs um so i probably didn't really get into it like i am now until my 20s but it was still a big one for me sure sure all right so ginger we need some hot takes then what's the what's the big verdict on this your first time watching speaking of bright colors (laughs) 
at some point there was a scene where they were i think it's it was black and white and they made it you know color I, yeah they colorized I, it there after, was yeah. a weird moment where um it's Bing there Crosby's were eyes. eyes right yes yes and i was like i am uncomfortable <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but I was hard as a rock watching it too. Sure, so. sure. <laughs> my my but daughter I, made I, that comment as well. She's like, "There is something wrong with that man." Oh, I thought you meant. I thought your daughter said she hard was hard as a rock. rock. <laughs> yeah, also hard as a rock. Yeah. Well, diversity is important. Sure. Um, <laughs> but I, um, it's funny because I was like, "Let's style this wig all like, you know," and we'll do this whole outfit before I even watched the the movie sure. and then i was like there are so many style references that we have that come from this time period that oh, we yeah. have mm-hmm. that me being a, a, a drag queen i have no clue what the where the fuck i'm pulling this from and and this was a good thing to watch because i was like oh okay i mean the hair was amazing the dancing was so great i i really liked uh you're like the third like, Haynes sister <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes Mandy Haynes, yes. There you go. That's, there you go. <laughs> that's my new drag name. Uh, Wait a second. Since you since you brought it up here, let's go ahead and get a taste of that part. Here we go. Oh, that's actually where my name came from. Really? Yes. So you're very tied to this film. <laughs> my dad was. <laughs> I've noticed that the audio clips pulled from this movie are also not great either, just because yeah. everything's so muddy. Like they, yeah. they tried, they did the best they could to like clean up the audio for this, but but it's. I do it's, think it's too, if you recorded it from Netflix, it didn't mm-hmm. look as good as if you were watching it on the DVD. Oh, for sure, yeah. Because yeah. I let my dad borrow it because he didn't have it anymore, so I gave it to him, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just watch it on Netflix." And then I and I had already watched it on DVD once, and then I watched it. And I was like, "Oh, this is crap." Sure. Um, Ginger, what were or sorry, what were you gonna say? You were in the middle of um, talking. You were talking about the dresses, and then you were—I think you were going to say something that you really liked about the dancing. I loved everything. The dancing. I loved the uh, the woman at the bed and breakfast that was like the nosy (laughs) character. Because it's so funny. Because now, even I I actually was thinking about like American Horror Story Hotel. They even have like this trans character who's like the front desk person who follows that same exact like you know, the nosy, they know everything and they... Just tapping and, phone calls, yeah. snooping yeah. in. Yeah. Like any good housekeeper would do, she says. Yeah. <laughs> and I was um, like, she, oh my God. Um, her name is Mary Wicks and this is actually the second movie we've had with her. Um, she was in Sister Act. She's the really old um, nun that is uh, the teacher originally. She's the the nun that is like the the sing the choir. And she's like, this is a mutiny or whatever. Yeah, I know. If, you, if you think you can do it better, you take over. Oh yeah, gosh, that's so weird. I, I have no clue. That's cute. I I really liked it at first. I really though. I was like, what kind of George Bush documentary am I watching? And then I was like, oh, okay, hold up. I get it now. And actually, I never had any like. I've always thought the song White Christmas, I was like, I don't know, the song is kind of like slow and sure. yeah. And then I was like, Oh, that's actually really sad and really pretty because they're 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 hoping and wishing for something like that and they're not at home. I had never made that connection before. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's that's actually really sweet. Did you cry when the colonel when they like came out? Uh-huh. I was very moved because I actually both of my <laughs> 
<laughs> first I thought, oh wait. Just like this the is a recording. I thought that this is you singing. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I was very impressed. Um, I'm less Dang. impressed now, but sure. um, but you were giving a look like you were singing, so. Sure. Um, that's, just, that's me at zero. That's my that's constant look. That's just, yeah. It's <laughs> always oh. like you're about to start. Yep, yep. <laughs> but I, I really, I, my, both of my parents are, in, uh, are veterans, and um so anytime i see something like that i'm like oh that's so that's so nice but i really i liked um i liked everything i started like i really was like who is is M- mandy is the younger one right or in the story. well it's, it's the actually one. her name is judy yep it's her judy name, and or, betty haynes are there the yeah like, but her name her name is vera ellen um in real life Yes. So I was like, I need to know who this is and how, like, if she's in anything else that I've seen before. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so impressive. I've, I mean, it, uh, you can tell that some things were definitely shot in one take, too, which yes! is more impressive because it just, like, there's flips. And I mean, I have, no, I was like nauseous watching. <laughs> and I was like, how is this happening? So, yeah. The one take thing is really big for me. The the scene where they just get done doing their their stuff and um, Danny Kay is telling Bean Crosby that he's like, yeah, we got to do like go see the sister act. Or I'm sorry, Bean Crosby is telling, and they're they're fighting because he tried to hook him up. That whole scene is done in one shot, and he's taking off his clothes and he's tossing them to Danny yep. Kay, and they're like the back and forth like is and obviously I didn't appreciate that when I was younger, but now as an adult. I'm like, our actors today are so babied. Yes. It's, I love the whole, when like... What's left of you gets around to what's left to be gotten, what's left to be gotten won't be worth getting whatever <laughs> it is you've got left. I figure out what that means. I'll come up with a crushing reply. What's yeah. back all this anyway? Nothing, nothing. Only your happiness. My happiness. Yeah. You know, when you get an idea that's for my soul and ultimate happiness, there's always lurking behind it somewhere, a little angle for you. Now, what if... <laughs> I love it. 45 I, minutes. He just wants 45 minutes. All to himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because it's almost shot like a stage musical, oh, which is also sure. cool. Like they, it's very like memorized and very like, yeah, really rehearsed. I also love that. I was like, oh my God, this is like gay rights when the, they do this whole musical number and they, you know, there's the dancing and then it, you find it's like the three, the housekeeper, the owner of the hotel and the daughter. <sighs> And then they're just like, Woo. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was like, that is me at dress. I was like cartwheeling and splitting and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And there's like four people in the, this crowded like bar that are like, Woo. And they're like throwing like dimes at me. They're like, great job, sweetie. Um, and then she's like, oh, that was like, they're like, oh, that's a great, that was a great practice. And I'm just like, yeah. That was the practice. What it, I I enjoy from this movie the the fact that they are very much this is very much like vaudevillian sort of um they're playing they're mugging to the camera constantly. Yes. In fact, Vera Ellen, whenever she dances, it almost takes me out of it. Like me it's too. Almost to the point of like she's doing a stage performance, and this is a movie, and she hasn't learned the difference. It's like she's she's been on stage a lot, clearly dancing. And her whole objective during dance numbers is to make eye contact with the audience and really connect with the audience. And in this sense, I want her so much to connect with Danny Kay <laughs> yes. because Danny Kay is like 
in love with this woman who he's yeah. dancing with. And uh, and she's just like looking at the camera and just mugging the whole time, which the, the best the know, best things the happen while they're dancing. Is uh-huh. that what you're thinking of? Absolutely. Yes. The entire time they're like dancing on that boat and everything, and she just keeps looking over her shoulder like, at, the, at the camera. <laughs> I was watching it with my partner too, and he was like, you know, he was kind of like zoned out on his phone, and then that started happening, and he was like, okay, wait, because he's a he's a theater person. Mm-hmm. so he was like wait a minute and we had both had never seen it before so i was like okay the dialogue is a little like dated obviously but the dancing i mean that was and it, again i believe it looked like maybe two but like it, it looked like they were trying to get the one shot in there oh yeah uh-huh. it was just the music kept getting quicker and and, and the yeah, I was blown away. I was like, how is this real? Sure. <laughs> and she does it in high heels and their her feet move so quickly. And she is yeah. like she's so tiny. tiny. And she's a, she's a human Barbie doll. I'm afraid she's gonna yeah. just fold in half. Like she's he's flipping her around and everything, and I'm just like, you gotta stop. You gotta calm I down. Don't know if- this is breaking the rules, but I, I, I had to look her up because I was like, Who is this person? Sure. And because I was like I, what is going on? And then I saw she didn't live for super long. Mm-hmm. And I mean, super duper long. And then she also, there was, because she's so small, there was like so much controversy around her size. Sure. Yes. And like, was she eating food? Was she not, you know, yeah. and all of that. Which is funny because that's like a theme in this movie. Like they keep trying to get, I, uh, I looked trying at to get Betty to eat. And then I was like, oh, this is kind of awkward because they're talking about the other sister. And I'm uh-huh. like, Wait a minute. Well, is she projecting? Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the crazy thing too is that Rosemary Clooney is not big. I mean, she she is decently like like I would say like full not quite full figured, mm-hmm. but because she's sitting next to this chick, she looks like a hippo compared right. to her. <laughs> and she looks so tall and so like yes. It's I it's interesting because I feel like Vera, the actress, like you know, she has such extreme feminine features mm-hmm. that next yes. to her too. It's just such a and I loved. I actually have seen on TikTok or Facebook or something the sisters number. I just sure. never knew where that was from. Yep. So <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh, I want to do this in drag. I thought that'd be so cute to bring that <sighs> up for the Christmas show because it's not a Christmas song. But it's, you Never had to have a chaperone, no sir. I'm here to keep my eye on her. Love it. Um, so when Bing Crosby and Danny Kay originally did that, that and was they- not... They did the cover to get them. Yes. Uh, so they, so the story goes, uh, these girls are supposedly friends of their uh, long lost uh, army buddy, uh, who is uh, freckled face Haynes, the dog face boy. And here's that clip, by the way. Benny Haynes or his sister. Do you remember Benny Haynes? The, the whole mess sergeant. I, this is one of my favorite Haynes, lines. Dog face boy. Yeah, that's the kid. Yeah. He's got sisters. James, he's got them. Oh, come on. Now, how can a guy that ugly have the nerve to have sisters? That, that right there. <laughs> How could a guy that ugly have the nerve to have sisters? They, and they show the picture. That's actually Alfalfa, the guy that played Alfalfa. Oh, fun. Oh. Yeah. So they have to go and see the sisters perform so they can possibly have them join the act. They're going just for the sake of this friend of theirs. And it turns out the friend never even asked them to come. So it's uh, it's Judy who has the angle, who's trying to get him to come and trick them or trick him into including them in their act to get ahead. So 
Uh, but they come and watch the show. The girls end up with uh, an issue in the dressing room with a carpet uh, problem. The, the guy's saying that they burned a hole in the carpet and they just <laughs> skedaddle. They got to get out. So then the two guys cover for them by doing that sister's song. And it's wonderful. It's the greatest well, of all time. It was not originally in the story. Um, they were goofing around and the director, <laughs> Michael Curtis, thought it was hilarious. And so he wrote it in. The actors during that scene, um, they're, they're all the laughing is real. Like okay. all of the, if you look at them, look at the faces of the people around them. Like they all just kept cracking up because I they just made a comment so to my partner too. I was like, imagine having to film this, you know, multiple times and then having to laugh like that and make it look real. So that's actually so interesting. Cause I was like, how are they like, I mean, I would be exhausted having to make myself laugh like that over and sure. over. Sure. I well, maybe enjoy... they probably only. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, that same scene I did enjoy. In a lot of movies, when they do stuff like that, they'll still have the band playing in the background when clearly it's a recording. But uh-huh. in this movie, the band just sits back and watches it happen. All the instruments are done because it's a recording. Clearly, the guy puts on the record and does the whole thing. Right. So it's clearly just a treat for the audience that happens to be there. Uh, an impromptu surprise, they called it. Uh, also, very close to that same scene, we get this little bit of dialogue here which uh completely blew my mind once i had to do a little bit of research here did you read mother's letter this morning no why benny's got a job in alaska he's been out of the country for three months she said he's got a job in alaska he's been, out, and he's of been out of the country and i was like that's clearly a weird thing to say just uh-huh. then and i went and looked it up do you know when alaska became a state it was after that i thought i had to look it up too i can't remember the date though 1959 my yeah. parents my parents were four before Alaska became a thing, before Alaska became a part of the United States. I thought the same unbelievable thing. Unbelievable to me. Uh, um, by the way, since we spent so much time talking about Vera Allen, um, she does not sing at all in this movie. Okay. That is not her voice. The rules because I was like, I need to know who this bitch is. Um, <laughs> no, I love it. Uh, I really was like, who is this girl? Sure. Um, yeah, the dubbing over. I was like, what? This movie is drag. They are, they, <laughs> everyone is lip syncing. I yep. don't know what's going. I also, it was so funny because my partner was like, oh, they would get, you know, they would get arrested for doing what they're doing. And they even make like a little comment about, he says like, hurry up, we better like get out of here before we get, you know, because the police are coming. Sure. Which I was like, I don't know if that's like a cheeky, like, we better hurry up because we were just, not doing drag but like being yeah and at the time it was such a like no-no yeah sure and also they're running from the police because they're trying to get out and you know stall but i was like i feel like that was a little bit of a something right there yeah i love it when at the time that would have been entirely unacceptable yeah for sure i I love it when bing crosby's like no not after you dress me like a dame (laughs) i'm like you had a headband on bitch (laughs) no look at yeah yeah and then i uh, um so uh, speaking of singing this soundtrack is there is no soundtrack for this movie because rosemary clooney had a contract with columbia and this movie was done by decca so the only songs that you hear from the movie are someone else is singing with bing crosby in the soundtrack and rosemary clooney 
did songs but without being Crosby. So like you can't actually get the only way you can hear the two of them singing together is actually on screen, which I think is kind of oh, like makes it yeah, kind of fun. I also yeah. saw that she sings a lot of other not a lot, but there was like one song, I can't remember it, that I was like, Oh my gosh, and I've heard this song before and it's her voice. Sure. I can't think of what it is. Right. But, a lot um, of those a lot of the songs that Vera Ellen did were was her voice. Even the sister's song she basically they recorded her and then she sang it again so she like sang her a duet with herself oh wow she had to like <laughs> harmonize against herself that's fun uh also uh, clearly everyone alive who knows that rosemary clooney is in this movie knows that that's uh george clooney's aunt aunt right yes no you didn't, you didn't know that ginger didn't know <laughs> i knew the name was the same uh, listen i've been watching a lot of the real housewives <laughs> COVID. And I've been learning that a lot of these people are related. Yeah. Like a lot of the, the Real Housewives, a lot of them are on there and famous because they're related to Paris Hilton, okay. which is really weird. They're like the aunts and the great aunts of Paris Hilton. <laughs> I'm like, y'all. <laughs> but people, yeah, I'm like, I under, it's weird because I'm like, as a peasant, I'm like, I understand that people are related, but it's yeah. weird to see when people are in Hollywood are related and how that trickles down. Sure. Well, that's Absolutely. the closest thing that the closest thing we have here to like a dynasty are, are these Hollywood yes. families that we like overseas, like people have like Kings and Queens and descendants of, but like over here, we just have like these Hollywood dynasties and we just flock to them. I think it's interesting. Well, I think- yeah and i think it depends on your age too like you don't realize like jamie lee curtis is related to tony curtis you know you'd you'd be like we know jamie lee curtis but our generation before us knows him i don't know her uh the name but like uh uh oh my god i'm thinking of her lips angelina jolie there we go yeah Yeah. um i borrowed her lips tonight she (laughs) her dad is also a famous actor Uh, john voight is that who is yeah and i was like what how did that even happen right right they they don't speak by any by the way not a fan of each other they're they're strange since we're talking about times gone by i just wanted to point out also in part of the movie they get onto the train and they've given their tickets to the sisters and the guy comes up and he's like how much is it going to be to get our own tickets and the guy says $97.24. $97.24. And then Bing Crosby just pulls that cash out and hands it over mm-hmm. to him. I cal- I looked it up after inflation. Uh, how much do you think that would be? So so basically $100 in 1954 versus today's money. How much is he just throwing out of his pocket and saying, let me get to Vermont, you know? I'll let Ginger answer. What do you think? I can't do math. Uh a thousand dollars. It's pretty know. damn close, man. It's oh eight, my god, eight hundred and ninety-seven dollars is what it would be in today's money. Just so casual, it, like. Mm. So I don't know if they. I mean, clearly they were uh, famous and they were producers and they were making decent money. But just the idea that he would have had the equivalent of a thousand dollars just in his pocket, like right. Well, he's famous. True, and I guess they're traveling. I guess they didn't have debit cards and shit back then. Right. So I mean, if you're gonna have expenses on the road you're gonna have to have cash handy but i don't know and i was also like i've been on the amtrak and this shit is not this is not this is false advertisement <laughs> when i was on there there was no milkshakes and fucking lemonade right what so i i, even, I was like i would love to go on a uh, a train and my partner he's like younger than i he's even younger if you can believe i'm only four years old and he's even younger than i am sure, sure. <laughs> he was like i don't want to go on a train at all nice, nice. <laughs> i was like fine uh uh-huh. maybe yeah. he misunderstood and he just doesn't want a train at all that's maybe that's he was just 
hey, I, I have uh, another. Uh, so we usually ask people about their uh, favorite standout characters. I'm just going to play a clip from my favorite standout character. You know, Doris, friend of Rita's. Another one, huh? How do you do? Mutual, I'm sure. This lady? Uh, <laughs> Mutual, I'm sure. Get a bite to eat and have a few laughs or something? No, I can't make it. I'm afraid you can't either. I got to let it breathe here. Hold on. Yeah, it's the best. We got to go look at an egg. Look at an egg. Some other time, I hope, huh? Well, I like that. Without so much to kiss my foot or ham and apple. Well, that does it. That's the last time I'm going to dig up a date for him. If I'm... Right, so that lady, right? I was like, who the hell is it? I was the same way with her. I was like, who is this lady and why do we... Why is she in this movie? Turns out she's way more like famous than this little bit part in this movie. She's been in a bunch of other stuff. And she is in a movie currently coming out or either came out this year. Uh, it's a short film and it's called Keep Them Laughing, I think. Uh, and it turns out she did some movies with a guy who was a stand-up comedian who apparently died live on stage during his performance. Amazing. Oh my gosh. He was doing a I bit. I only wish. <laughs> right, right. He, he was doing a bit like about the end of the world and then had like a heart attack and died on stage. And people were like, not sure what they just saw. Right. Like, the, so they made a movie about it and she uh, knew him personally and apparently is in the movie now, like as a, a like many, many years after the fact, but she's in that movie. So that is crazy. It's a short film. It's called Keep Them Laughing, I think. And I have no clue where you can find it. Um, speaking of stand-up comedians, that's what Danny Kay was. He was not a dancer. He was not a singer. He was not an actor. Um, so he was like goofing around all the time. And like a lot of this stuff is ad-libbed. Actually, a lot was ad-libbed by Bing Crosby. Like the whole scene where he's where they're having liverwurst and mm. warm milk and all that shit. Like so gross. It sounds disgusting to me. Well, she said, "Do you have buttermilk?" I was like, "Girl, <laughs> you can tell she swallows." <laughs> If anyone that asks for buttermilk, she's a freak. It's true. <laughs> that is so hilarious. So, so take notes out there, anyone listening in who, who's curious. Just, <laughs> if you just walk around offering buttermilk, you know. What oh, my go. gosh. Um, also, because we talked so much about Vera Ellen, did you, did you notice that they never show her neck in oh, the movie? Don't get Yeah, go ahead. I'm obsessed now. It's a problem. <laughs> I guess I was like what and then there's like there's different I was reading there's different you know some people say that she liked to cover her neck because she liked that look actually it's weird like in drag not right now because I'm being a whore but I actually really like in drag and as a boy I like wearing turtlenecks because they're like coming back so I'm kind of like oh I, I could see that she would like to wear that but the fact that you never see it is kind of weird and i was like that kind of makes me believe that there's something tied right so yeah i think that's that's really weird are there Um, are there theories you found mandy because now i'm well um they they said like in the movie if you notice um like her robes her sleepwear everything's covered she's always wearing a choker it's always up you know around her neck um, she has a longtime friend named uh, Bill Dennington, um, and he said that uh, all her life she's worn something around her neck, a necklace, a choker, a scarf, a collar, etc., because it's her trademark look. He said that oh. he, has seen her, he has seen her neck many times, and it's lovely, but who knows? Maybe he's just covering sure. for his longtime friend. Yeah, I feel like it's part of whatever apparatus is keeping her body together. Right. So she doesn't fold over completely. That's the only part of her like android body that 
it's fully robot. Yeah, yep. Like, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah I bad. really was like, what the f- like what how? <laughs> and at one point I was like, it's cr- I know that she was wearing like character shoes, like jazz shoes, but at one point I was like, what kind of shoes? Those are some custom ass shoes because the front of it looks like a ballet shoe that's bedazzled. And then the back of it has a heel. And I'm like, so is this a ballet shoe, like a ballet slipper with a chunky heel? Why? And also, yes, bitch. I was like, yeah. (laughs) There were sounds coming out of me. Very that good. only come out of me when <laughs> I'm on it, when I'm in a train. Sure. So <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get a little bit. Uh, so this is I've titled this as Juice uh, Judy is thirsty, uh, coming on strong to fill is what I got. Here. <laughs> you do like me, don't you? Uh, sh- sure, I do. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not exactly repulsive. Of course, <clears throat> of course not. And you do find me gay, amusing, good company, fun to be with. Sure, but I feel the same way about my cocker spaniel. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she she's really really pushing there, and uh, old Danny's just sort of letting it letting it happen around him, I guess. But uh, Matt, did you cry when you watched it this time? Uh, let me think. No, I don't think. I think maybe. Uh, yeah, when the general came out and they started like clap. I I don't know if I cried, but I was very much like, "This is it. This is the part that makes this like the mm-hmm. whole thing come together." And we needed this to happen. This movie ends so abruptly. Like it <laughs> builds to this big conclusion, and then it's just like we're done. Because I'm mm-hmm. me watching pulling clips. I'm like taking timestamps when I pull the clips, and and I'm going. There's only three minutes of this movie left. Like what? Where do we go? And where are the <laughs> credits at this? But it turns out, I guess this is one of those movies that has the credits at the beginning because it takes like mm-hmm. five minutes for the movie to get started, uh, and then right at the end, it's just the big end title card, and that's it. And I was like, okay, well, all right. Well, it's, it's snow. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's all we needed, no. the snow. We needed snow, yeah. and we needed it's, the the general to be happy, and that was it. It's so, so weird because I, I was, to, I think, like, nowadays we're so used to movies having, like, the, the titles, and then you see, like, the follow-up of all the characters, and I feel like Marvel movies are really notorious for that. Different movies follow that format where they show you, like, two years later, you know, while the credits are going, and that was, you know, it's just kind of like... And Christmas. Yep. yep. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. All right. So we are, we're just about done with this portion of uh, the podcast. And before we do that, though, we have a little activity that we do with all of the guests. And uh, Ginger, this is your time to shine. When we come back, though, you'll have the break to figure this out. Uh, we have a theme song for this segment, and it goes like this. Chop this, Ugh. chop this synopsis. Coming in hot. Chop this synopsis is what it's called, and it is your job to take the entirety of this film, it's two hours long, and condense it down to 10 words or less. So describe for us the wonderful majesty that is White Christmas in 10 words or less. You'll have the break to figure it out, so don't panic. And we will get that back from you uh, when we come back. I also did want to point out, too, uh, I meant to say this at the beginning, but you are a bit of a fan uh, favorite from us. Our YouTube channel, uh, we have about f- uh, 10 or 11 episodes out on YouTube, and yours is the most watched episode that we have on YouTube. So uh, if you want to jump back and watch that on our YouTube channel, it was the Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar episode. Um, so yeah, just a little plug for our YouTube channel here before we hit our first break. 
Uh, and then, yeah, so we will. You're uh, gorgeous, baby. You're gorgeous. Everybody wants to see you. <laughs> I didn't do anything today. I don't yeah. know. Nice, nice. So we will come back uh, from the break with our uh, chop the synopsis, and we'll be right back after these messages. Jamie, I need you to keep the dogs quiet. I'm recording a commercial for the Elemental podcast. So can you keep them quiet? during this recording of my commercial for the Elemental podcast. I mean, I know the dogs bark a whole lot when we actually record the podcast on Mondays and Thursdays and during the Patreon on Saturdays. But during the commercial, we need the recording to be dog bark free. Can you do that for me, Jamie? Can you keep the dogs quiet during the recording of this commercial for the Elemental Podcast that people can listen to every Monday and Thursday and the Patreon on Saturday? Can you do that for me, Jamie? Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it. Chop this, chop this synopsis. And we're back. All right. Thank you so much for uh, doing whatever those ads said to do. And it is now time for the rousing conclusion of Chop This Synopsis. So, Ginger, if you could please regale us with your 10-word or less synopsis of White Christmas. Okay. Uh, two broke whores <laughs> spread Christmas cheer with veterans across America. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I'd watch it. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely click on that and see what the hell's going on. But yeah, I just, I feel like, pe- I feel like people would choose that and then be semi disappointed after watching. It. <laughs> or they just look at it and be like, "I don't like war movies," and then just move on. <laughs> it does say veterans in the yeah, title, right? Right. <laughs> All right. So uh, we are back from the break, and did we go over uh, like standout performances at all? Um, you said yours. Mine, but yeah. Talks- Mine was the the mutual, I'm sure, lady. Yeah. So would you yeah. guys have? So Ginger, when we say like standouts, we don't mean like the top build people. Just anyone in the film that's kind of in the outskirts of the fandom that was like, that's really interesting, and yes. I really appreciated them. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I okay. There's a gay. I know that some people might say it's not a gay. It's a gay. There's a gay who <laughs> dances with Vera a lot yes. once they're at the actual lodge. I don't know what his name is. Is it a famous person? I Am don't. I, I couldn't figure out person? which one it was. Okay. No, but he's, he's the one that draws your eyes. Yes. Yes, and he's he actually does have a line. He says, "Okay, everyone, we're gonna like start the rehearsals or whatever." He like kind of corrals everyone once you see all the commotion of everyone arriving. Mm-hmm. It's that guy, and I was like who is this bottom? And he ends up just bottoming his way through all these dance numbers. And uh, I thought he was so, he doesn't necessarily say anything great, but I thought his dancing was amazing. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And very noticeable. He's to me, he reminds me of that kid in the film Grease. That's in the background of all of the dance numbers. Yeah, yeah the, the duck, the, the duck waddle guy. The duck waddle kid. <laughs> yes. But I'm like, I see him in every dance number, and no one ever talks about this kid. And why is he everywhere? But it's the same with this guy. And it's the, and to be able to take the focus off of her for a minute. That takes a lot of talent, and you do. Like your your eyes move from her crazy ass movements, and the fact that she's wearing something that just exacerbates her tininess, which that was probably not necessarily a, a good wardrobe choice 
but that's just my my opinion i don't i, I was like I don't, if it's up to her though i think that's the whole point i think she's like yeah i want to be, be as dainty and tiny and barbie like as possible and i think she like succeeded she maybe like yeah yeah um but like at watching it i'm just like oh my god someone get her a cheeseburger <laughs> like she's yes. gonna die well, she had several <laughs> things where she like flipped down the stairs over people's yeah. hand, and i was like this is like some serious activity she's doing here. I, I'm really I, impressed. I, I told my partner was like, if she really does have like this eating disorder thing going on, I don't know how in the hell she has energy to do all that. I mean, For she's sure. like being like thrown across the room mm-hmm. and it's not like she's not, it's not like she's being like a pillow princess. She's doing a lot of work herself. Oh yeah. So yes. I don't know how. Yeah. And yeah. I no, for sure. That's why I'm, I'm pretty sure because you said like Danny Kay clearly wasn't like, uh, a plus performer he was a comedic a comedic performer right so right. he needed someone to match skill with her and that's where dude in the green uh get up comes in and dances with her and they needed someone like that to to be able to hold his own against her because she's not only stunning but she's a stellar performer and dancer and i i mean clearly that's why they put her in this movie but yeah it was, it was great it was good to see someone who was on par with her uh dancing skills to be able to you know, flip her and around. You know that she's a dancer too, because she. There are there's moments that I was watching where I was like, if this man does not catch her, <laughs> she's gonna fly yeah. to the ground. Real trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be really terrible. So she she was going for. It. Well, and you could see muscle, like you could see the muscles in her legs and her calves and her thighs. So you're like, okay, like she's not. She must you know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mandy, what about you? Do you have a standout (sighs) performance? Okay, so the cast in this is really small as far as, like, the main people. Like, everyone else just kind of blends into the background. Um, So Mary Wicks is probably one that's already been – that's what Ginger said, the the housekeeper. If I wasn't such a a, – uh, what did she say a bitter old bitty or something if i wasn't such a i'd, I'd be crying right now yeah, yeah um i think sure. she and also too i if because that one was taken i was gonna say the dude that dances in the uh the perform the mandy performance yeah yep. uh so this movie's full of music clearly and we have a bunch of songs that we haven't hit yet does anybody have any like standout songs that they were like this song is my favorite one from the movie or anything like that i think <clears throat> sorry the my favorite part is well my favorite song i don't even know what it's called i don't remember the words or anything but i do remember that the actress the character was asking not to sing it because yes the words were so- that is my favorite too love you didn't do right by me yep there we go Ugh. i was like oh shit when she was singing i was like <laughs> Yeah. I, I sing that all the time in the house. So my kid knows that song. This isn't me singing. <laughs> you have that look, though. You didn't do right by me. Yeah, and it just so happens like she's clearly sulking and sad and she did not want to perform this in front of Bob. It is a very short song. I yeah. am disappointed that it's not longer because there could have been way more, but it's amazing. Sure, and yeah. actually the one of the dancers where he has like his elbow at like a weird angle uh-huh. when she cuz they're doing kind of like a theatrical thing. Um 
he became he ended up winning a bunch of awards for west side story he was in the film west side story he was in the play so and when you look at him you're like i kind of recognize that guy and if you've ever seen like the the cover of west side story the movie you're like oh yeah that's why um my favorite song of the whole movie and i totally ball every time is um what do you do with a general yeah Okay, we've got that one. Here. By the way, I kept asking you guys if you cried because I cried so much. Did you? Okay. It's a cute little song. I love it. He goes on I love TV. It. This is the song he sings on television to try to get the troops yeah. to, to show up at the end. Yes. They all get a job but a general. No one hides. And it's so true. I mean, this is what happened to him. And like when and I actually start crying when he gets the papers from the military that sure. say that they don't need him anymore. And he's like, Oh, Hey, let me try this horseshoes, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Honestly, he's finally resigned to the fact that like, okay, it's time for me to fade away. And you're like, Oh, that's well, an old men to me. And I'm sorry if you're an old man listening, but you generally <laughs> seem I will 100% you- <laughs> guarantee that there are no old men listening. I don't know. That will but- be affected by this statement, but yeah. They're they're gener- they're usually crotchety, especially if they've been in the military. You know, they're like if that if they retired from the military, they're prop. I don't see that sweetness like no. normally in an old man. Like this guy is just adorable, and he's and even when he was a general in the military, he like cared so much about people, and like so for me, this is like to see an old man cry for one thing. No man cries in my, in my presence alone, because that gets me every time grown men crying because <laughs> I, we have such a fear of like, you know, we have such a, a toxic masculinity thing like that for them to do that is obviously such a huge, you know, pro, you know, not problem, but it's, it's affecting them. So when he cries, but like, yeah, that whole thing just totally killed me. Sorry. There's, I kind of went off on a tangent. That's okay. It reminded me of, there's a, a song on, uh, so James Taylor has an album called October road and there's a song on it called mean old man. Uh, uh-huh. and it's basically the story of this guy who's like a super old and angry crotchety dude. And then he just kind of turns into this puppy dog, uh, of a guy later on in life. Like he's just very nice and, and happy. Well, so. And honestly, that's how like my stepdad and like, and you see grandpas that were dicks as yeah, dads that are like the like greatest complete, grandparents of all time. Yes. Like, and they're so sweet and lovey. And, the, and I'm just like, who the fuck is this? Like, right. My parents have a golden retriever that, or they did, she passed away, but they treated that dog a thousand times better than they treated me. And yeah. because they're they're old and, and sweet now. <laughs> I got right. treated really well as a child because I couldn't tell if I was a dog or a kid. Oh, <laughs> you got the best of both then. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite song in this whole movie, uh, and I sing it often whenever anyone mentions snow, it's when they're on the train car and they're all gathered around. And I just like harmonies. I think it's fun. Oh, it's so good. Snow-covered slopes, skiing. Christianas and the stemming and the potsing and the shushing. Hot buttered rum, light on the butter. Uh, <laughs> snow. Snow, snow, oh. snow, 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 snow. I just like building a chord. I think it's fun. This whole song is amazing. Yeah. Snow. I want to wash my hands, my face, and hair with snow. I mean, that's kind of weird. Want to wash? I know, right? My hands, my face, and hair with snow. Oh, yeah. Get into yeah. This. I grew up in the South, 
Okay. And um, I didn't move to Michigan until I was like 18 or 17. And when we were young, <laughs> when it would snow, which would be a rare occasion, we would take the snow and we would ball it up. And then we would pour sprinkles on top and we would eat it. Nice. Yes. Yeah. My daughter still does. My daughter wants to pour chocolate, like chocolate syrup on top. And uh, I'm like, this is just chocolate water. This is disgusting. She's like, oh my God, so good. Chocolate I'm like, this water. It is seriously chocolate water. Yeah. It's so gross. And she'll, and like, she'll lick snow off the car. I'm like, our cars are disgusting. Can you find like something cleaner? But I mean, she'll, yeah, it's gross. <laughs> Um, they also did, uh, so again, as part of this being a stage performance, they do these, like that, the minstrel show portion uh-huh. when they do the jokes on stage and everything. I was, yeah. I was in love with it. I would watch this show now. Like, I don't uh-huh. even, not, I'm not even talking about like a theatrical performance of this movie. I just want to see the show that they were trying to make during the movie, you know, <laughs> and we get stuff like this. Just so much fun. I laugh at every one of these jokes. Yeah. Like the leave the well alone. I love it. Uh-huh. So yeah. Well, that his voice in the leave the well alone part is so deep. Yeah. When he makes his joke, Danny Kaye's face in this is so fun. That's not the way to stop a dog from biting you on Monday. How would you bring a thing about? Have the doggy's teeth pulled out. Oh, Mr. Bones, that's uh, terrible. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> Mr. Bones, that's terrible. Uh-huh. Mr. Ritter Lockler. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's um, the, the well part. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I love this. I just, I like the fact that there's performance within performance. I think it's fun. It's like the play within the play. And I, I like those sort of inception y type activities that happen in movies i think it's cool very cool yeah. for sure i mean we've got other songs clearly uh the choreography number uh count your blessings was the one with the yes the sandwich you know, which i sing that on occasion i'll just try mm-hmm. when i'm trying to fall asleep it reminds me of this song and this song <laughs> will just play in my head and it's fun uh as well but I mean, I don't know. What else do we uh, want to talk about? Do we want to do want to jump straight to games have, here? Yeah, I actually have kind of a. Well, we can do budget won't take long because sure. um, yeah. yeah, we can do like the box office. Okay, let's do that. We'll hit that with a theme song first. Here it is. Box office theme song. <laughs> Quick and easy box office theme song. Mandy, take it away. All right, Ginger. How much do you think it costs to make this movie in 1954? Wait, I fucking suck at this, but I'm, uh, let's see, I'm going to say, I don't know, I mean, I don't know, I'm just going to be an idiot and say $400,000. Okay, okay. That may, I mean, that's that makes sense. I, I was, like, this movie, because it's 1994, or 1994, 1954, it could be anywhere between, like, I don't know, $12 and, like, a million dollars, you know, whatever. So I'll say because of the star power that was being Crosby at the time, I'll say this movie probably was like a, a five or $600,000, something like that area. Okay. So 
I looked everywhere. The only place I could find the budget was Google, and I don't know how accurate this would be okay. um, because IMDb didn't have it, Numbers.com didn't have it. Um, it's $2 million okay. is what they said that it cost to make this movie. Now, I wonder if I they're know. accounting for inflation when they say that or if it was just legit at the time, which makes sense. I mean, I think it's legit at the time just because of the number of people that were yep. actually in it. Like the extras and a lot all of that sets kind of stuff. being built, a lot of uh, yes. rights to songs and everything else. I mean, a I'm lot sure of fake snow. That was probably asbestos. Like all, the, like that's probably how everybody died. <laughs> it's afterwards. like potato flakes and asbestos. Yeah, that's all, that's all they had. <laughs> all right. So, Ginger, how much do you think that this movie has made worldwide gross up until today? I'm also just going to guess at ninety-four million dollars. Okay. I can't yeah. do math, so. No, that's all right. <laughs> um, what is this now? It's What is this, 66 years old, this movie? That's fucking ridiculous. Like, I just realized, like, okay. So, let's say, yeah, I don't know. Let's say 120 million. 30 million. Okay. All right. I just, I gave it way more legs than it deserved. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, like, the amount of money that it started making, like, back in the day. Sure. You know? Um, but yeah, 30 million. Um, I mean, that's huge, right? For a $2 million budget. When you said 66 years old and I just, and Vera Ellen freaking is still alive to make a movie that just like, yeah, like floors me. Yeah, sure. She's got to be in her. Well, I guess I don't know if we'll get to her specifically, but we'll, yeah, we will. I have, and I have kind of, it's not Vera Ellen. That's that, that's still alive. It's, oh um, no, it's the mutual. I'm sure that lady, that lady. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, so I have kind of a, a fun play with the ages game. Uh, her name, have, by, the, by the way, just because we mentioned it, her name is yeah. Barry Chase. So if you're interested okay. in that movie, you can look it up by the actress whose name is Barry Chase. That Maybe. sounds like a porn. Sure, it does. Like, sure. Yeah. I mean, she's Maybe been around she, for a while. She's probably done it I all. Guess, <laughs> I guess if it was Cherry Chase, it'd be more porn. <laughs> sure, sure. But um, we don't have to jump right into ages, but okay. I, I want to do how old were they when they, how old were they in the movie and how old were they when they died? Because everyone's dead. <laughs> sure, yeah. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and hit that then. So we'll get the little theme song going here. Let's play guess the age. Let's play guess the age. Mandy, take it away. All right. Ginger. We'll just start with like the big, the big whoppers in the movie. Ginger, how old do you think Bing Crosby was in 1954 when he was in this movie? Uh, I'm going to say I'm so bad. 52. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was going to say he refers to himself as an old man. I don't think he's like super old, but I'll give him 50. I'll say he was probably around 50. He was 51. Both okay. of you guys did a oh, great yeah. job. Perfect. Yeah. There you, go. there you go. How old do you think he was when he died? <laughs> this is so morbid. Yeah, it is. 81. Rip, rips to okay. Crosby. Oh uh, God, I don't know. Seventy-two. Seventy-four. Okay. I was oh, like, he must have had a hard life. I just feel like he a lot of yeah. lot of drinking, lot of yeah. lots of singing, lot lots of singing, of, lot of drinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of, probably not a lot of sleep. Probably not a lot of quiet time. No, not a lot of. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I, can I ask a question, please? Yes. Was he the one that wrote and like originally sang "White Christmas"? You know, I don't know who originally wrote white christmas let's find well, out. i guess when I, think, I was watching the film i was like oh this is why this song is so beautiful because it's this is what it's referencing but um i think that it was sung before the movie and i think bing uh, crosby sang it i i'm not 100 on that you guys can feel white free christmas, to e- email me 
White Christmas is an Irving Berlin song reminiscing about the old-fashioned Christmas setting. So uh, it was released in 1942. Yeah. Uh, and then the most popular version being sung by Bing Crosby, probably. So, yeah, but it was written by Irving Berlin. So. Um, okay, here's like a, a fun one. What is your favorite Christmas song, Ginger? Do you have one that you just like loved listening to? And then, um, and then, then you have one that you hate and you have to turn the radio every time it comes on. Yes. My new favorite this year, it's not a new song, but someone just showed this to me. It's Oh Come All You Faithful by Mariah Carey. Okay. Okay. The reason being because her mom and her had a really not a great relationship and it has it's featuring her mom who's a terrible like opera singer and the music video please go watch it after you watch this i will the music video has her actual mom and her mom is singing a part and it's like a it's a mashup and she starts singing over her mom and it's like this crazy like whistle tone run it's so rude and i'm like <laughs> So rude. Ma'am, that is not necessary. <laughs> I, I love that it captures her, like, attitude. Yeah. So, uh, okay, my least favorite. But it's Oh Come All You Faithful, Mariah Carey. Go look it up. Okay. Uh, my least favorite. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I don't know if I have a... I love Christmas songs. Sure. Uh-huh. Um... I guess Mary, did you know? Because, bitch, she knew. <laughs> she yeah. was pregnant. She yeah. fucking knew. She almost had to, yeah. It's so rude. It's almost like a protest. There's outside the abortion clinic. Abortion ki- no, it's like abortion kills babies. Yeah, yep. girl. Yep. <laughs> we know. It'd be weird Mary, if we didn't. We know. Um, yeah. Mary, we know. That is hilarious. Matt, what about you? Uh favorite is uh God Rest You Merry Gentlemen by Bare Naked Ladies with Sarah McLaughlin. Greatest. Okay. Oh. Greatest of all time. I just feel like we rescued so many dogs when you said that. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um yeah. donate now. <laughs> we'll start. Oh wait, I think I deleted the sh- the sad version of uh, White Christmas. Never mind. Uh, I was going to start playing <laughs> sad music in the background, but uh, and then, I mean, I don't have a ton of music that I'm just like, turn it off. I hate this sort of stuff. Um, I mean, like that, what is that Christmas wrapping paper by the waitresses or whatever that everyone hates? I don't uh, know. And then, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just, I'm a fan of Christmas music. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What my, my, favorite, my favorite Christmas song is Bing Crosby and David Bowie doing Little Drummer Boy. Okay. I think I love that. If you can, yeah, it's very slow, but I love it. Um, but the, okay, the Christmas song I hate so much, which is crazy because I absolutely loved this band. I hate Last Christmas by Wham. Okay. And they play it all the fucking time. For sure. They do. And I'm like, every time it comes on, or even All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey because it's so overplayed. I'm like, I can't listen to this again. Like, I heard it 155 times in the first year that they had it, and I'm done. So, all right. Sorry, I got oh, off track. Hold on here. one second. I got to play Christmas Rapping by the Waitresses. That's, that's <laughs> what it is. Uh, this song is awful. Tell me oh, if you know this, this song. <laughs> it's in like it's the like background really of like fast, shitty like, old Navy. Yeah. Hold on. Let's kick it into gear here. There we go. 
Yeah. It's just like a shitty Old Navy commercial. I hate it so much. Yeah. I was going to change my answer to my least favorite Christmas song this year. Uh-huh. This wig is really glued on. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> like, I never heard that one. It's a fucking RuPaul uh, Old Navy commercial. Yep. Because he, <laughs> because he fracks on his land, and I hate people that he don't like fracks on his land, and that's why you hate I get song. that. Yeah. But that song Actually, is very annoying. I like I love representation, but it's like Merry Fleecemas, that's what it says. And it's just very irritating. Like, <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> oh my god, that is aw- well also too, RuPaul has not been showing up in drag every time I've seen him, whether he's acting or in a commercial, he is him his his regular self. And, and get into this. I shared something. You know, drag queens are weird because they kind of they're too scared to say anything because they think they're gonna be on drag race. And it's like, girl, you're too fucking ugly to be on TV. You can say, I know that. I can say whatever I want. But uh RuPaul, people are like worship RuPaul. Sure. And the article for the old Navy thing was like, how does she do it all? And I shared it and was like, I know how she does it all. She doesn't get into drag for her own fucking TV show. And then she films a thing for old Navy, which I love black queer people getting their money. Sure. Don't do it. <laughs> but I'm like, it's so, I remember watching like, you know, cause of COVID watching all the drag race stuff and RuPaul is just wearing like a weird, like, face mask the entire time sure and i'm like no (laughs) yeah it's just late it's laziness and it's not even his brand it's like it the brand is the woman and right and no one likes a little like i listen i love a good homegrown grass-fed brown egg i do (laughs) but i don't want to see it in a suit i do i don't Oh my god, with freckles. I don't want to see it in a suit with freckles. Like that. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> All right, sorry. Okay, we have to get back to ages or we're going to run out of time. For sure, for sure. Okay, uh, oh, so how, we didn't do Danny Kay yet, right? right we now. only did Bing? Okay. Yeah. Ginger, how old do you think Danny Kay was who played Phil Davis in 1954? 42. Okay, Matt? I'm going to say like 35. He was 43. Oh, nice. Very good. Wow. I know. And the fact that they didn't have kids like this just like people were having kids when they were like in their 20s back then okay so this is gonna blow your fucking minds guys how old (laughs) all right so uh ginger how old do you think rosemary clooney was when she was in this movie i'm gonna say 32 okay matt oh my goodness i don't know i like have you seen her recently she's looking i mean she's she's dead well, but I mean, like, more, more recently. He looks really bad. I guess, I guess less recently. I don't know. Uh, I mean, because, I mean, toward the end there, she was looking like, I don't know, she couldn't have looked more than, she was in, like, her 60s or something is what it looked like, but that's not possible. She so, Well, she died, she died in 02, so. Oh, well, maybe then. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to, I don't know. I'll give her 35. She was 26, you guys. Uh, that makes sense, because, like I said, she did not seem old when she was, recent so she was 26 and Bing Crosby was 51 and she had to make out with that which is fine I'm all about (laughs) older guys but it's just very weird and then um Vera Ellen Ginger your favorite Vera Ellen how old do you do you know this already no but I I would I 
uh, the whole movie, I was kind of like, she looks like she's older than the other sister. Sure. And it's almost like the story is being told that she's younger. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't think so. Yeah, because so uh, Betty was money. very much like a mama bear sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she even with the, had to the push her out the, the door. Yeah. yeah, yep. I would I would say she was probably thirty three. Okay. I yeah. will stick with that same sort of twenty six ish area. She was thirty three. What? <laughs> she, so she was thirty three, and she was playing the younger sister to twenty six year old. I mean. Rosemary Clooney had to be like, this is a weight discrimination, you fuckers, because... <laughs> yeah, I actually literally was like, she looks like a tan mom. Yeah, kind of. yeah, yeah. Like, the dancing yeah. is great, but she kind of looks like tan mom. And I was yeah. like, I don't think that she's younger than the other one. There's no That's way. That's crazy. Yeah, I would have never thought that she was older than, than Rosemary Clooney. That's fun. Okay, that. so Danny Kaye died at seven, when he was 76, just to kind of save time. Sure, sure. Rose, Rosemary Clooney died when she was 74. Vera Ellen died at 60, so you're right. She died a lot younger than most. Yeah, fairly young, yeah. Um, and then we have one more character, Ginger. How old do you think G- um, Dean Jagger, who played the general, how old do you think he was when he was in this movie? I'm going to say 61. Okay, Matt? Um, yeah, probably 58. He was 51. He was the oh, same wow. age as Bing Crosby. <laughs> the same age and, as... And I do have to say, that's hilarious. He is a damn fine, good-looking older he man. Is so hot. Sure. The whole time I was just like, uh, how the. <laughs> he was in a well, a bunch of other movies too. Like he was yes. in a bunch of like black and white, like like old timey, uh, silent films and shit, like scary monstery movies from back in the forties and stuff. But he, like, his eyes, everything about him, I was just like, this is a sexy man. And when I found out he was only 51, I didn't feel so weird. <laughs> like, sure. like, whatever they call, like, geriatric pedophilia. <laughs> I don't know what they call it, but <laughs> geriophilia. Rob in the grave. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he he died um, when he was 81. So he actually lived a, a pretty decent um, ways in there. So. Yeah. I wonder, this movie was probably popular at the time. I mean, if it made $30 million, it was clearly popular at the time that it came out. So it's fun to see that these people got to like live through the success of this movie, which is, it's, yeah. Nice, you know? It's so, always seems to happen like when they, when you have like an older cast member in the movies terribly successful and they just die and they never get to see it, which makes me sad. So that's fun that they were around for at least a little while. All right. You yeah. Want to move on to the next. Sure. Unless, do you have any other clips or anything that I you mean, wanna... I've got a bunch of songs and stuff, but I mean, let's move on to wait. Let's at, let's ask Ginger really quick. We'll just make this fast. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Ooh. Uh, well, I just watched that lesbian Christmas movie, and I was not a fan of the characters. Yeah. But I uh, that, the Kristen Stewart one is that the one? That let's review that next because. <laughs> I did not like the ending, but sure. uh, my favorite Christmas. Okay, I reference this movie far too much, and I also always call it a queer movie. It's not, <laughs> but uh, I love The Grinch with Jim Carrey. Okay. Yes. I think that that is my favorite. It's such a great, uh, when all the protests and riots happen in Grand Rapids, I actually... <laughs> shared like the trailer for that movie and i was like grand rapids is literally whoville like we literally live in this like 
fucking weird snowflake where people are like, oh, that didn't happen. And then they just, that's really where we live. And I'm the mayor with this wig. So. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Vote for me this year. Yeah. All right. We're. uh, I I would vote for you. We're going to move on to the next game. And the uh, name of that game is, well, we have a theme song. Here we go. All right. The name of this is what's that sound or did you hear that sound? I guess we'll, we'll switch it to that. Uh, and uh, so what happens here is I'm going to play a sound that happened in this movie and it is your job, Ginger, to tell me what was happening on screen uh, when this sound happened. Now, this was very difficult. There were very few sounds that I could pull. I'm going to say these ones are tough to get because of how difficult it was to find sounds. So uh, you just tell me what's happening on screen when this noise is happening. Ready? Here we go. Okay. We'll play it again. Gonna guess. Yeah, go ahead. The train was leaving and Bing Crosby was chasing that bitch that was on the train. <laughs> that was the sound of his, <laughs> his feet running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I know what it is now. Yeah, okay. Say it. Say it. It's the tap dancing that's happening during the choreography number. It is absolutely. Yes! So I was gonna say for bonus points, tell me what song it's happening during, but you totally did. It's happening. That um, number is giving was- art prize energy. It is art, art prize. <laughs> oh. It's the theater, the theater. This is the this is that number. Yeah. Especially where dancing is concerned. I love Danny Kay in this too. And I also love the fact that this is rehearsals because he's like moving the girls where they need to be during the, yes. the performance. It was so gay. I was transported to a Chick-fil-A watching. Right. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. We got to get to the steps part. It's my favorite. Yeah, I like that part too. Love it. Okay. And it's nice. funny because as a kid, that was my least favorite song. Like I would actually fast forward the movie through that song. Sure. But now I love it. it but then it her really tapping, fit, but yeah, her tapping her freaking foot. Like that's not even human. She's not a fucking human. I, and she's lowered down from the ceiling too, which is cool. <laughs> they lower her in, and it's just a foot that comes down, and it's just. It love is it. wild. I was like, how is she moving her feet that quickly? I want her to. I want her uh, listen. <laughs> we're gonna use a Ouija board, and we're gonna get her to come through this screen and beat the shit out of me. That's what I want. I'm not coming back if we can't do that. She probably can't hit hard. I'm just saying she was pretty. I'll lean into it. I'll lean into it. <laughs> Whatever she wants. All right, uh, and then so we got. We only have one more sound left. So here it is. Give this one a shot. And see what happens. Ready? I don't know. Okay. You want to give it a wild guess or do you want to give it to me? Um, it sounds like someone's like smacking someone and someone's responding to getting like smacked. Sure. Is that a fit? Is that? 
No, no, not quite. I mean, it's definitely someone responding to injury, I guess, but yeah. Maybe Mandy? someone got their feet stepped on. Mandy, you want to take it? Um, is it when um, oh, Davis is, Phil Davis is pretending to be hurt and, they're, and he's trying to walk him around yeah. tr- and he's trying oh. to get him to not be able to watch the TV show? Yeah, it's after he pretended to fall down the stairs. Okay. And I have to around. say we that have three that minutes, part- by the okay, way. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, no. Okay, we need, no, we need plugs. It's, okay. I'm totally good. Well, I mean, uh, Ginger, would you watch this movie again? Yes, of course. Okay, yeah. perfect. And Yay, uh, we did it! Yeah, that's right. Uh, Mandy, of course, you would watch of this course. movie again. Yeah. And I will watch this movie again as well. So yeah, this is all around, uh, you know, three three stars for watch again. Okay, uh, now we are to the point where, have, do we have anything else about this movie you need to say? Mm-mm. Ginger, at all? Anything we missed? Anything you want to mention? And if not, we move on to plugs. So whatever you want people to look at or where you want to point people, let us know. I have that. I have a lot of that. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. So you can always check out my Instagram. It's just Ginger Ambrosia. It's G I F. Oh, no. I can't spell. If you can't spell it, don't follow me. For the- <laughs> but uh, Ginger Ambrosia. And then I'm also doing a holiday uh, special. And it was just announced. I can finally say it was just announced that Governor Gretchen Whitmer will be joining me on. <gasps> Wow. Yes. Oh my gosh, how can we see it? It will be live on my Facebook page on Christmas Eve. Okay. And it will also be live after that everywhere. And I'll keep sharing it all over my Facebook page, my Instagram, uh, Snapchat, all of that. But I'm so excited. What uh, time? What time on on Christmas Eve can we see that? It will be around 4 or 5 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Okay. And, um, all right. I do believe that we're looking into doing like special viewings, hopefully with the governor due to COVID-19. It's kind of weird, but we got her, we got her, we got a Rosalind bliss. That's going to be on it. Um, And so we have some political stuff, but we also have a lot of different local talent that's going to be on the holiday special. And so we're filming that right now and uh, COVID-19 makes everything harder. So we're, (laughs) we're filming it in little, you know, little sections at a time. Um, but I'm so excited that Gretchen Wimmer is going to be a part of it. And I can say that she's going to be a part of it now. Um, and we're going to be talking about uh, being kind to one another. It's going to be really sentimental. Talking about COVID and how we can stay safe. Um, okay. And then I'll be doing that. I'll be doing a bunch of other podcasts where I'm being talking shit and being stupid. Sure. And, uh, but if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, that's where you can find it. Perfect. Yes. All right. All right. Awesome. Go check that out for sure. And then Mandy, do you have anything you want to point people at? Um, no, I'm good. Okay. Uh, we don't know how to end these usually. We just, uh, you know, play a clip if we have one. And this is one of the only ones of people talking that I haven't played yet. So we'll give this a shot and see what happens. I mean, sir, it's, it's Christmas Eve, sir. And well, sir, uh, I, I mean that if, if you were in New York, sir, you'd have to pay 660 or even 880 to see the, uh, hear a great singer like Captain Wallace, sir. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Love it. Merry Christmas. And Merry you know, Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Have fun and be safe. Thanks. Bye. See ya.